the gate of favor. The gate of favor. <clears throat> to write that down, the gate of favor. All right, so questions, as we know, draw wisdom and gratefulness releases favor. I need you to write that down. Gratefulness releases favor. Gratefulness releases favor. There are two types of people that you will meet, two types. You're going to meet, number one, the grateful or the ungrateful. (laughs) There's only two types, two types of people, the grateful and the ungrateful. By the way, don't forget on Tuesday night, get you a cup of coffee, get you a cup of tea, and enjoy it while we're having Bible study. All right. So you're going to meet either the grateful or the ungrateful. Now, those that are grateful for your generosity, hospitality, and counsel, they always keep the relationship open. Show me a person, generosity, hospitality, counsel, the relationship is going to remain open. The ungrateful, on the other hand, shut down desire for a continued relationship. We're living in a day and a time now, people really cannot too much tolerate ungrateful people. Ungrateful people need to understand that they cause relationships to be shut down. Look in your Bibles, look in your Bibles in um, Proverbs, the 18th chapter. Proverbs 18, chapter, verse number three. This is kind of what we're going to deal with part of this tonight. Proverbs chapter 18, verse number three. I'm going to give you a chance to find it in your Bibles, all because I put it on the screen. I still want you all to look in your Bibles because I want you to highlight the scripture. And then after Bible study, I want you to meditate on it and do some more research on it. Proverbs 18 and 3, it says, When the wicked cometh, then cometh also contempt, and with ignominy reproach. When the wicked cometh, then cometh also contempt, and with ignominy reproach. Let me read that out of a different translation. (laughs) It says, uh, when the wicked cometh, then cometh also lack of respect and with dishonor criticism. A lack of respect and with dishonor criticism. I want you to look at that word wicked because that word wicked actually means bad. It means evil. It means terrible. Some people, you will will come across some people in life that really have a bad spirit. (laughs) Uh, uh, Some people have an evil spirit. 
Some people have a terrible spirit. And, 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 and the Bible says that when, it, when the wicked, when the person with a bad spirit, with an evil spirit, with a terrible spirit cometh, then it says, then cometh also lack of respect. A person with a bad and evil spirit is not going to respect anybody. Okay. And so what really what he's what really what he's telling us here is the writer of this text is trying to get us to know the impact of the wicked. Okay, because that person causes contempt, shame, and disgrace. And somebody would say, no, not God's people. No, not God's people. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't want to bust nobody's bubble, but yes, even God's people. That's why you have to be very careful. God has some people that have a bad spirit. Let's face reality. No, not if they say, say the fire, filled with the Holy Ghost and that with a burning fire. No, God has some people, okay, with bad spirit, terrible spirit. Uh, just write down Second Chronicles, uh, the seventh chapter. I want you to read that entire chapter later on during your private study time because you'll you'll discover in that seventh chapter of the book of Second Chronicles, uh, appearing to Solomon at night, God gave him the wonderful assurance of answered prayer in verse number twelve. And just as Solomon had requested, the Lord had chosen the temple for himself and to be the place where people were to approach him through the offering of the substitute sacrifice. And so God then gave a personal promise to his people, a promise that is at the very best of this great book of Chronicles and in fact of the entire Old Testament. And so from beginning to end, the Old and New Testaments proclaimed that the hand of God's judgment would fall upon those who commit wickedness. And so, but here, watch this, here the Lord is declaring uh, to both Solomon and the people that his hand of judgment could be stopped. That's in verse number 13, 2 Chronicles 7 and 13. Basically, God was saying to them, I'll show my favor. <laughs> All right. We're talking about the gates of favor. I don't know nobody on here tonight that don't desire the favor of God to be upon their lives. Okay. And, and, and one way that we obtain the favor of God is we have to remove all wickedness out of our lives. In other words, the bad spirits we have, the terrible spirits, okay? Yes, God's people have it, okay? And so what God was saying in, in, in 2 Chronicles 7, that if the people's sin, watch this, if it aroused God's judgment to cause drought or loss of crops or some plague among them, they could stop the judgment. The people could stop the judgment of God. They could be saved and delivered by taking four actions. And you all know it right there in Second Chronicles, the seventh chapter. Okay. They could be saved by taking four actions. Well, let's look at those four real quick and how the people could have 
favor restored on their life. Well, you know how it says, if my people, which are called by my name, well, first of all, they must confess the Lord. They have to be his people. Now, in that seventh chapter of Second Chronicles, he wasn't talking to sinners. He was talking to his people. So he says, if my people, which are called by my name. So they first had to confess the Lord. They had to be his people. Then he said, after you're called by my name, if they would do what? Humble themselves. So that was the second action they needed to do. They must humble themselves before the Lord. And then thirdly, they must pray and seek his face. Now, why were they seeking his face? They were seeking his face for forgiveness. The only way that God is going to give us favor is we have to be forgiven of all of our sins. And, and then lastly, he said they must repent and turn from their wicked ways. <laughs> okay? So, so they have to turn from their wicked ways. And so when, when we are grateful for what the Lord has done for us, then we will have no problem doing what the Lord has commanded. When, when we're really grateful. And so those, those who are wise realize that it, it can be a good thing, watch this, when some people remove themselves or are asked to leave from their midst. I'm ready to show y'all something here tonight. A community, a group, or even a church is better off without wicked people. Now, we, we, we want everybody to come to church, but we want everybody to be able to come to church and hear the gospel and then get saved. Their lives become changed because then the favor of God can be on all of our lives. Okay, and so and so somebody once said there was this preacher, there was this well-known preacher, I'm not gonna call his name, but he was a well-known preacher, and he he had one of the largest uh, ministries, had thousands and thousands of members, and he referred to the departure of some people from his church as blessed subtractions. Okay, because I'm gonna show you the damage that people with bad spirits, people who are what is a person with a bad spirit, they're never grateful. They're not grateful for what God does for them. They're not grateful for what other people do for them. They're just not grateful. And so this preacher says he, consider, he considers it as, 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 as blessed subtractions. Now, even though wicked people may contribute to an organization or even to a group, the baggage they carry weighs far more than the benefits that they offer. Even in your home, I mean, you've got somebody in a, even, even, come on, let's just look at it in your home. If you have somebody in your home that got a bad spirit, okay, now they have a bad spirit, they, 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 they're not grateful for nothing that you do for them. It don't matter how much you, well, I say, it don't matter how good they can cook. <laughs> it don't matter, it don't matter how many, how well they can clean a bathroom or vacuum a floor. It, it just don't matter when they have a bad spirit. Okay, sometimes you just wish you almost like I could vacuum this floor on my own. I could cook my own meal. 
you got a bad spirit because then, then they're not then they're not grateful. And when a person is not grateful, they shut favor out of their lives. Now, now, now Solomon in, in the text that we just read, he uses three strong words to stress the damage that wicked people, or if you want to say people with a bad spirit, that they do to a group. Look at the three strong words. Look back at that text, Proverbs 18 and, and, and 3. Look, look, look back at it. Go back over it. You're going to see it. What are they? Contempt, shame, and reproach. Contempt, shame, and reproach. All right, what is Solomon saying here? He said they bring contempt. That means both within the group and upon it. Now that word, that, that word, that word contempt means disrespect. That's what that word contempt means. All right. They bring contempt both within the group and upon it. Not only that, the person with the bad spirit brings shame. You, you might want to write also dishonor and scandal. The shame part comes in at is they try to bring the group down in the eyes of others. So they're not dis they, they they got a bad spirit, they're dissatisfied. And rather than just them being dissatisfied, they go outside of the group, they go outside of the church. That's why you get people that that, that that are talk about the church, lie on the church, bring shame, dishonor, scandal. And then look at he says reproach. You see the word reproach. Also, I want you to write next to uh, reproach, write disgrace. Write the word scorn. Okay? And so what happens is that reproach, that, that disgrace, scorn, or contempt, it'll start coming from those outside the group. This is what happens. Okay? People, in, people outside of the group don't even know the group. <laughs> but because of one person who, who, who's full of wickedness, okay, bad, terrible spirit, disrespects, then brings shame and reproach against everybody. And so the wicked, watch this. Not only do they do that, and, and I'm, I'm going to show you guys something in a minute while I'm dealing with the wicked, the person with a bad spirit, and how if you want the favor of God on your life, you have to watch, you have to be able to identify that spirit. And once you identify that spirit, don't hang out with that spirit. Uh oh. Don't hang out with that spirit because if you hang out with that spirit, you'll find yourself not under the favor of the Almighty God because not only does the person with the wicked spirit, the bad spirit, do what I've already said and what the wise man said, but the wicked also bring this same damage upon themselves. 
So in other words, what they think they're doing to somebody else, guess what? Y'all know that scripture that says you reap what you sow? And I always like to say this, that the reaping is always greater than the sowing. You may sow one thing, but you're going to reap much more of that which you have sown. And so, and so the person with the bad spirit, it brings the same damage upon themselves. And sadly, the contempt falls upon their loved ones as well as themselves. So in other words, it don't just affect them, it affects everybody around them. So, so, so let me say it like this. What we do not only affects us, but it affects everybody around us. Look at it this way. If the wicked, the person with the bad spirit, if that person damaged themselves and affect other people around them, then flip the coin. <laughs> because if a person has the favor of God over their lives, then guess what? Everybody they come in contact will become blessed. When you're blessed, your family is blessed. When you're favored, you know what? Some folk in your family right now <laughs> are blessed because of you. Write that down. Say, you ought to, you ought to write, you blessed because of me. <laughs> You, the, 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 the people on your job, they don't even recognize that that job can still could still be in existence right now. Maybe that job should have went under a long time ago, but because you are there. Sure, come on, y'all better believe what I'm saying here tonight. Because when the favor of God is on your life, everything, everybody that comes around you become blessed. Okay, and so and, and so 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 I don't know about you. I want the favor of God on my life. Now, watch this. You cannot have the favor of God on your life, life, and then curse other people. It, it, it don't work like that. Okay, I'm gonna say it again. You can't have the favor of God on your life and then curse other people, because when you have God's favor on your life, you want everybody else to have favor. You, 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 you guys heard the saying, misery love company? <laughs> when you're sad, it just seems like you want everybody else to be sad. You know, you're in a room crying and all that stuff, going through a box of Kleenex. You don't want nobody coming in there laughing and telling you no joke. Think about it. You, you, you want that person to be sad and cry with you. Then you want to quote scripture. The Bible said, mourn with those that mourn and rejoice with those that rejoice. Why are you laughing and you see me up in here crying? Misery love company. And so it is when a person is favored, when a person is blessed by God, it, it, man, you have a desire that you want to see everybody blessed. Okay? And so we have to be, we have to be very careful. And so here, here's a good point here. I want y'all to see. I could say, but I want y'all, some of y'all can read and write stuff down and it sticks with you. So never treat an uncommon man or woman as common. When you do, the uncommon door closes. 
and the common opens. Now, I want you to let that sink in. And, and, and here's the reason why I want you to sink in, because many of us are accustomed to walking into common doors. All through our life, every day we walk through common doors. Okay? And so, so we have to be very careful. Don't treat uncommon people as if they are common, because when you do, you close the uncommon door. Where did I tell you that your blessing was going to come from? The uncommon man, the uncommon woman, that's going to be the person that God is going to set up a divine appointment between you two, or you could be the uncommon person that God's going to use you. But if you treat people that are uncommon as though they are common, eventually that uncommon door is going to close. Now, once again, that's why you got to be careful who you hang out with. I'm going to keep saying that. You may be an uncommon person, but if you want to just keep on hanging out with common people, I'm not saying you can't. I'm not saying go through your phone book and, and try to determine who you figure is uncommon. And then those that are common, I got to wipe you out of my life. That ain't what I'm saying here tonight. Okay? But don't treat uncommon people. When God allows you to come upon an uncommon individual, don't, 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 don't treat them as if they're common. All right, let's see if I can break it down this way. All right, it was, it, it was uh, Mark Twain that said it. He said it like this. I have trouble saying this word. Familiarity breeds contempt. I think that was close enough. You all heard that before. You heard that before. Familiarity brings contempt. In other words, contempt is disrespect. It's disrespect. In other words, because I know a person and I hang out with a person and I, you know, we, we travel together, we eat at restaurants together, we go bowling together, we golf together, we play baseball together, we knit together, whatever you do together, you'll discover that the, the more you become familiar with an individual, if you're not careful, it will cause you to disrespect that individual. Okay? So, 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 Familiarity brings contempt, and contempt is disrespect. I'm going to, set, I'm going to tell y'all something. Get ready to catch it. Get ready to catch it. Disrespect is an instruction to disconnect. Don't let nobody disconnect respect you <laughs> that is grounds for disconnect i'm gonna let that sink in disrespect is an instruction to disconnect there's no favor with disrespect there's no favor with disrespect. So only thanksgiving keeps the door of favor open. 
write that down. Thanksgiving keeps the door of favor open. A disrespectful, a disre disrespectful person is not a thankful person. An ungrateful person is not a thankful person. Thanksgiving, gratefulness keeps the door of favor open. Y'all be thankful. Be grateful. Stop complaining so much. You're not the only person that's locked in your house. <laughs> now you can spend all day long being ungrateful. Show sure wish I could do that. Show sure it. What the governor talking about? They don't know what they're talking about. Mm, they got all what they need and blah, blah. No, instead of being always mumbling and complaining, be grateful because God can show us favor right where we're at. God can do it. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, I don't know. Maybe God caused all this just for you to get by yourself and get along with him. You don't know how God operates. So I said, oh, pastor, that's far-fetched. No, it ain't. Who was that? Was that Jacob? That was that Jacob that needed God to, to, to hold the son? The S-U-N? He needed God to stop time. I'm telling you guys, God will stop time. You guys heard my testimony. Me and Pastor Carlos Kelly, we was down there in Dallas, Texas. We're going to a funeral service. And he went down there with me. And we've supposed, and you guys know anything about Texas. Everywhere you go is 30 minutes. 30 minutes from the from the airport to the rental car. 30 minutes from the rental car to the hotel. Everything just seemed like it's 30 minutes. And we were supposed to be checking in at the airport at 5:30 to leave back out early Sunday morning to get us back in time to, to go to our churches on that Sunday. Well, Lord and behold, guess what? We didn't wake up till 5:30. We woke up at 5:30. And I looked at Ella Kelly, Ella Carlos Kelly, I said, man, well, we might as well call home and tell the people we want, you know, we're not going to be able to make it back. We overslept. Carlos Kelly said, no, Reverend, let's pray. That's what he said. Let's pray. And, you know, I'm thinking, man, we're already late. You know, what are we going to pray for? Let's just find a church to go to down here in Dallas. He said, no, let's pray. And he started praying. He said, now, God, we're your servants. We need you to hold the time. That's what he said. I said, okay, well, let's, 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 okay, I'm going to believe God with you. I was kind of being sarcastic. I really was. I got to be honest. He went in there, took a shower and everything. I said, now, wait, you're going to sit up there and ask God to hold the time, and you're going to go take a shower and get dressed and everything? Come on, man, take a shower. Yeah, God going to hold the time. And, you know, God's my witness now. I don't know. Well, I do know how this happened. We had to take the rental car back, 30 minutes. We had to go to the airport, which is about 20-something minutes. We had to get through the, through the checkout and everything like that. And can you believe we caught that flight? I need to answer, we caught that flight. And here's the good part about it. Now, somebody might say, oh, well, the plane just left late. Oh, that, that happens. Okay, that plane might have left late, however you want to say it. But we landed in San Diego right at the time we were supposed to be landing in San Diego. So that means that if the plane was late, we should have been late coming into San Diego. No, 
And we, we got off that plane. I said, man, God, stop the time for you. <laughs> so I, I need somebody, I, I, somebody, you need to hear that. God can stop time for you. Okay. With, 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 with God, I'm quite sure that I can unmute tonight and you all got some good testimonies of what God has done for you. That some folk will say, oh, they're not telling the truth. Listen, when you are grateful, when you are thankful, it keeps doors open for you. Don't no parent like no ungrateful child. Come on. You do more for the one that's grateful. You know, you, you do the bare minimum for the one you give them something, they don't even say thank you. But you know you have to give it to them, so, but, but, but they don't even say thank you. I, I, I'm glad that mine and Sister Teresa's boys, we still call them boys, they've grown rusty men now, but I'm still calling them boys. They're grateful. <laughs> They'll be at the house. Michael will be at the house. Let me use Michael because he's the one that's on. And, 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 and I might cook a, a prime rib or something and, and, and put it in front of him. And Michael will cut the prime rib and he'll eat it. And then Michael will go, oh, ba 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 ba, shundo. Hallelujah. Or he'll jump up and start dancing like he in the spirit, like, like he's really enjoying the prime rib. Well, uh, and now that I'm telling the secret, I won't be able to do this no more. But that made me want to cook another prime rib for him. <laughs> Why? Because he's, he's grateful. Asia be over there. Mm, 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 mm. And then, you know, I said, what you ooming for? She said, oh, I can't even talk. It's so good. Okay. That's a sign of gratefulness. Are y'all following what I'm saying? It's a sign of gratefulness. And so gratefulness, thanksgiving, it opens the gate of favor. You all know Psalms 100, don't you? Oh, come on, you know Psalm 100. Psalm 104, Psalm 104, write that down. What does Psalm 104 say? Psalm 104 just simply says, enter into, oh, notice, his gates. There it is, gates. We're talking about the gates of favor. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his court with praise be thankful unto him and do what? And bless his name. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Now I want you to note, 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 now take, take note of the words. Enter, thanks, praise, and blessing. It's right there. All, all four of those is in that one verse. Thanksgiving, Enter, thanks, praise, and blessing. You, you, you can see the pattern as honor opens favor as you enter his gates with thanksgiving. I'm going to say it again. Honor opens favor as you enter his gates with thanksgiving. So in other words, watch this. When you enter into the gate complaining, oh Lord, 
Jesus, have mercy. Ooh, my hip sure hurt. Now you enter into the gates. Ooh, my feet are swollen, Pastor. I barely made it in here today. That's how you come into the gates. No. He says you enter with thanksgiving. Why am I being thankful? Well, first of all, God, I thank you that I'm able to come, come through the gates. Hey, I'm alive. I might be in a wheelchair coming through the gates, but I could be in a casket. Y'all don't miss it. I have my aches. I have my pains. I have my problems. I have my situation. But God, I thank you. You allowed me to come through the gates. I pray, my brothers and sisters, that when we finally do get to go back into the sanctuary, whenever that is, I'm looking for folk to, with their mask on and their gloves. I'm looking for you to come running through the gates. Not, oh, I'm not quite sure whether or not I ought to be here or not. Uh-oh, I don't know. Well, let me take your temperature. Oh, that thermometer don't work. <laughs> you you got to know how we do. No, enter. Okay? Because that's where we find favor. All right? Think of it like this. Think of it like this. Think of it like this. When you enter the presence of the Holy Spirit, you enter the presence of wisdom. Don't miss that. When we enter into the presence of the Holy Spirit, we enter into the presence of wisdom. Hmm. And when God sets up that divine appointment, you are basically that the Spirit of God is the one setting it up. You're entering into the presence of wisdom. I can't say enough about wisdom because we're dealing with that doing our work. Bible Discovery Hour. You guys need to sign on at 9.30 on Sunday, those of you that's not attending, because it's dealing with wisdom. Okay? The wise man, the wise woman understands and enters the presence of wisdom with gratefulness. You enter into the presence. Watch this. When you enter into the presence of wisdom, you're entering into the presence of the Holy Spirit. And so you ought to enter with gratefulness. Why am I grateful? I'm grateful, God, because I know it's a divine appointment. It's a divine appointment. Thank you, Lord. You, you set me up. Okay? You set me up. Uh, uh, go to Colossians 3 and, and, and 17. Colossians 3 and 17. Colossians 3, 17. Look what it says. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. And here's it, here it is right here. Giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Give thanks when you... When you give thanks, whatever you do, I don't want y'all to miss this. Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to say it. You might not feel like cooking for that booger. You don't feel like cooking for him. He made you mad, and you don't feel like cooking for him. And, 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 and your flesh says, he really don't want me to cook for him tonight because you're going to put some extra salt up in there, and it's going to be nasty. Y'all follow me? No. 
Understand this. You're not cooking for him. Do everything that you do. Do it all in the name of Jesus Christ. You cook that rice like you're cooking it for Jesus. Oh, y'all, 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 y'all ain't ready. That's right. Cook that rice like you're cooking it for Jesus. Do whatever you do. Okay? Why? Because the favor of God is on your life and you're giving God thanks. And, and, and watch, the more I give God thanks, the more I keep the gates open. Why? Because I'm grateful. Come on, what did Paul say Second, in 1 Thessalonians 5.18? In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God. The whole scripture says concerning you in Christ Jesus. This is the will of God for your life. Somebody said, well, I'm still trying to discover what the will of God is for my life. Well, there it is right there. Start with that, okay? While you're trying to figure out everything else, start with 1 Thessalonians 5.18. The will of God is that in everything you give thanks. I think I told you guys the other Sunday. That don't mean that God, oh, God, I thank you that I'm sick. I thank you that, no, I don't thank him that I'm sick. I don't thank him because I'm sick. I thank him because I know he's a healer. God, I just thank you that I'm broken, struggling. No, I don't thank him that I'm broken, struggling, but I thank him because I know he'll supply all my needs according to his riches up in glory. So rather than me complaining about being broke, I could just say, thank God, you are supplying all my needs. The lights are still on. Y'all ain't got to talk back here to me. Still got a roof over my head. So what is hot outside? You might have to turn the air condition off right now because you can't afford to uh, pay the gas and electric bill. Well, just, just open up a window. God, I thank you for a window. In everything, give thanks. That's what he wants. And so you should always, always, always be grateful to the uncommon man or woman that the Holy Spirit brings into your life. Thank God for that person. When your spirit connects and you know it's a divine appointment, don't be trying to figure that person out. That person got something inside of them that you need. Thank God for the meeting. Thank God for the meeting. Ask questions not to respond. Remember last week. Ask questions to pull out of that person. Now watch this. Those that are led by the Spirit of God, to them be given the power to become the sons and the daughters of God. We talked about identifying the uncommon man. Now, if your spirit is right, you ought to be able to identify the uncommon man. So when somebody come along wicked, with a bad spirit, with a terrible spirit, in the name of Jesus, <laughs> and I, I can understand how you get connected with that kind of person, if your spirit is right. If you're walking in the spirit, in other words, being obedient in your daily walk with God, nobody should be able to come in wolf clothing. I mean, that's why the Bible speaks in the last days. Fearless times are going to come. People's going to come dressed up. And, 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 and here's the thing. They're not going to come dressed up. They're not going to walk up with you with a, with a fake wolf suit, suit on. Because you're going to say, oh, get out of here. No, they're going to come dressed up. They're going to come talking. They're going to come knowing the Bible and the whole nine yards. You got to be able to identify the, that spirit right on your paper. Identify that spirit. You better identify it. 
You better identify that 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 wicked, that bad, that terrible spirit. Come on, you'll be able to identify. This is not the uncommon person. You'll be able to declare this is not a divine meeting. <laughs> okay? Because you'll be able to identify it, your spirit. Now, watch this. So sometimes we quote the scripture wrong. The scripture is not, it is not try the spirit by the spirit. That's not the scripture. The scripture is try the spirit by the word of God. Okay? You can't try the spirit by your spirit because your spirit could be off. Now you got two off spirits. You make sure that it aligns itself with the word of God because God will never go against his word. Don't miss that. God will never go against his word. All right? And so be thankful. Be grateful when God, when you God do put you into the presence of that uncommon man, that uncommon woman. Thank God for the spirit that's inside of them because with that spirit comes wisdom. All right? Be grateful. Because watch this, the uncommon person notices gratefulness. Just like I was talking about Michael now. I notice gratefulness. God notices gratefulness. Other people notice gratefulness. Okay? Gratefulness keeps the door of favor open. All right? Think about this. There you go. I really want you to catch this one. I want you to catch this one. But this one is going to bless your life. This is what some of y'all need right here. You ready? You ready? You ready? There it is. Gratefulness of a blessing received determines the timing of the next blessing. I want you to, I want you to write that down. You can put it in shorthand if you want. Gratefulness of a blessing received determines the timing of the next blessing. Maybe, just maybe, and I'm almost done. Maybe, just maybe, I don't know. You've been waiting on your blessing and wondering when it's going to come. And the reason it ain't came yet is because you've been so ungrateful for what God has already done for you. Maybe that could be what your issue is. Gratefulness of a blessing received determines the time of your next blessing. So you ought to be jumping up and down, shouting, turning circles every morning. God, I thank you. Thank you. Oh, God, I thank you. God, I thank you. Because your gratefulness determines your next blessing. Okay. So in other words, so in other words, in other words, gratefulness keeps the door of access open. When you're grateful, people like to be around grateful people. I mean, I'm just, I'm sorry. People like to be around, you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story about my brother-in-law. You could get him something ever so small. You would think you gave him a million dollars when he opens it. I mean, he just rat and rage and just, oh my God, it makes you want to just get in the car right then, get in the car and go buy something else and bring it to him. Because he's grateful. But then on the other hand, you give somebody something and they look at it. Hmm. Hmm. Wait, 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 wait. Here's what I think we all. Here's what I think we all. They're probably where. You give somebody something and they open it and say, oh, I already got one of these. 
Just say thank you. Nobody asked you whether or not you had one of these or not. Somebody took the time to go to the store. They took the time to buy it. They took the time to wrap it. They thought you was going to be happy when you opened it. They stood there waiting on you to open it because they wanted to see your expression. And then all they get is, oh, I got one of these already. Or here's another one. What is this? Act like you know what it is. Just, just Sometimes you just need to be quiet. <laughs> Yeah, just be quiet sometimes. Be grateful. Because you guys know, I mean, if it's, if it's ever happened to you, maybe still like, okay, mm-hmm. you'll see next time they're going to get a $5 gift card from 7-Eleven. That always works. I'm going to give you a $5 gift card. All right. <clears throat> so step back. Step back and look. Look at those. Look at those that you know right now. Here's what I want you to do. Let's just look at people that you know right now. Who are the uncommon men and women in your life? Who, I mean, who are they? Who are they? Who are they? Who are those that have blessed you? Take a moment to think. Who are those that have blessed you? Who, who, who are those that have inspired you? And, and then ask yourself the question, am I grateful? Do I, or do I take them for, for granted? Do I take people for granted? Am I grateful? And then have you have you let them know what they mean to you? Have you let them know what they mean to you? It's not all about buying gifts and giving money and baking pies and doing all that stuff. Just have you let people know what they mean to you? Then have you blessed them, maybe with a pie? Have you blessed them with some lasagna? <laughs> I knew I'd get a laugh out of that one. <laughs> Have you blessed them? Huh? When you're in the store, you catch a sale and pick up an extra one and say, here, you know, I, you know, I know you like this. I, I picked up an extra one. It might not be that much. Okay, but it lets the person know that that, that I appreciate. The gift that's in you. Now watch this. The gift that's in you don't take away from the gift that's in me. And that's another, y'all, uh-uh. Your gift don't take away from my gift. And you know what? We might even have the same gift. But we're not in gift competition. <laughs> you do all that you know to do is unto the Lord. I do all that I do is unto the Lord. Hey, we've both done our best. God is pleased. Okay, but I want you to think about it. Who are the people that inspired you? Who, 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 who blessed you? Have you let them know what they mean to you? Have you blessed them? Let me close with this. Y'all remember the 12 tribes of Israel? Who in here can name all 12 tribes without Googling it? <laughs> without Googling it. Anybody can name all all 12 tribes. <laughs> okay, that's all right. Well, you all know the 12 tribes of Israel. Okay, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Gad, Asher, Asakar, Zebulon, Joseph, Benjamin. I think that's 
Naphtali, Naphtali. I, 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 I. Those are the 12 tribes of Israel. But notice something. Whenever Israel wanted something, they would always send one tribe first. They would send the tribe of Judah. They didn't send Dan. They didn't say, hey, Levi, you go. No, they didn't say, Simeon, you go. And then Simeon didn't say, no, Reuben, I think he likes you better. You go. You know what they did? They always sent the tribe of Judah. You know why? Because Judah meant praise. Judah knew how to get what they wanted. Judah knew how to keep the gates of favor open. It was through their praise, their gratefulness, their thankfulness. Consequently, 11 other tribes had to depend upon Judah because Judah knew how to get it. It was all because of gratefulness. It was all because they were thankful. And so if you want to keep the gates of favor open, don't forget you got to disassociate yourself, number one, yeah, disassociate yourself with the wicked. That just means people with bad spirits, terrible spirits, evil spirits. They don't forget because along with that person comes a lack of respect. All right, don't you don't have to hang out with folk that's going to keep disrespecting you. Because with that comes dishonor criticism. In other words, they'll start criticizing you and even their criticism brings dishonor. Because then they take it all out into the streets and everywhere else. They have other people not liking you and they don't even know you. They have other people looking at you funny when you walk in a room and you ain't never even seen these people before. Now, why are you looking at me like this? You don't know me. Well, they're looking at you that way because of what they heard somebody else say about you. You don't need them people in your life. You don't even need them people in your life. I don't need people in my life that's going to try to make me make a determination about somebody else because of something that you don't agree with. I never forget, we had one preacher here in the city. And I mean, we did, we had one preacher in the city and he had some false. And I knew they were false because I knew the guy. He had some false accusations against him. Had some false accusations against him. And, and, a, and a letter went out from the leader saying, disfellowship yourself with this preacher. Letter went out to all of us. Do not fellowship with this guy. Do not let him in your pulpit. And when I read the letter, no disrespect, I tore it up and put it in a trash can. I did. I said, because I know this guy. <laughs> I know he's not guilty. And, and, and really, he wasn't. Bottom line, no, somebody got to stand with him. Somebody got to stand for truth. I could have went with everybody else and left him out there all by himself. I said, no, but... I wasn't going to do that because I wasn't going to let them dishonor his name all because the majority was saying this was true and they were only going by what they heard. You got to be careful 
We have to be careful of carrying what we hear. Be careful of carrying what you hear. How did you hear? Come on, don't even spread that, what you heard. You wasn't there, you don't know. Even on Facebook, even on Facebook, got to be careful of sharing stuff because it don't even be true. You know, when I first got on Facebook, I didn't know no better. So I read stuff and it looked like, oh my God, it looked up, click, share. My kids had to tell me, Dad, quit sharing. That's fake news, quit sharing. And a lot of people share this garbage so that they can have conversation. And, you know, you read the list and everybody now is a doctor. Everybody knows what's going on. Everybody has the answer nowadays. It's funny. Don't even know how to spell their name, but they got answers. Yeah, I said it. So let's think about it. So my kids had to tell me, stop sharing that stuff. That's not true. Okay? And so, and so let's be very careful, okay, who we deal with. Don't let nobody, no disrespect. <laughs> Enter with thanksgiving. When you start your prayer in the morning, don't start praying, begging God. Can you at least thank God for waking you up before you ask him for something? <laughs> Can you ask him for a, a good night rest? And even if you didn't sleep good, that shouldn't be the first thing you say to him. You get on your knees. And the first thing you say is, now, God, you know I didn't sleep well last night. No, don't do that. Thank him. God, I thank you for allowing me to see another day. God, I thank you. You blessed my family. You protected my house. You did whatever, blah, blah, blah. Come on, we're thanksgiving. Okay? I sure don't feel like getting up, going to work. You ain't got to go to work no more. You just go into another room and you're still complaining. Still complaining. You don't have to leave the house. Some of y'all want to leave the house. Because God, thank you. <laughs> Since you got this, well, I'm glad I'm not God. Because I, I don't know what I would do to answer some of y'all's prayers. I really wouldn't. No, first of all, God, I thank you I have a job. That's number one. People don't have a job. Millions of people have lost their job. You're still favored. Because you're working, you got a job, and you're working at home. Don't complain about being at home. God, thank you for the job. Thank you for the, you don't complain when you get that paycheck. <laughs> I don't know, nobody get a paycheck saying, now God, my goodness, why did they send me my check? <laughs> no. So God, I thank you for a check. I need a check to pay my rent. I need a check to pay my mortgage. I need a check to pay my car note. I need a check to buy groceries. I need a check. Everybody right? I need a check. <laughs> So be grateful. You're still favored by God to even get a check. Because there are millions of people that don't even get a check. And so that's how you keep the gates of favor open. You keep the gates of favor open by being grateful. Let's be grateful. Let's stop complaining, okay? Gratefulness releases favor, okay? Don't forget that. And don't forget the ungrateful, it shut down desire for a continued relationship. 
Nobody want to be around ungrateful people. Okay. Gratefulness releases favor, though. And it causes people to even want to be around you. All right. God bless y'all. Anybody grateful for what the Lord has done for them? Anybody grateful? 